You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Good morning, church. Good, good, good. Let's put everything down here. How are you all doing? Good, okay, some smiles. People look lively. This is good, this is good. Enjoying the weather? Sun's coming out, this is good. All right, I just want to give you a little bit of an introduction before I get started on, on what I'm actually going to speak about today. And um, in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus makes this statement, I am the good shepherd. And uh, I kind of read that, you know, in a different few places and um, was wondering kind of, why do I see shepherds and sheep all the time kind of in, in the Bible? And um, so last year um, I was reading and uh, something jumped out for me from Psalm 23 related to that I'm the good shepherd statement. And so I kind of, I didn't quite understand it all. So I tried to go away and find out what's a shepherd? Like, I've got an idea in my head, but back in the Bible times, what was a shepherd like? What did they do? What did they say? How did they act? And, and that forms the basis of what I'm going to speak about today. And um, it's been a, a really kind of challenging uh, season for my wife and I, and we're kind of coming to the end of it. And it's been a time for me to actually practice what I'm about to preach to you today. So what you're hearing is fresh, it's been lived through, it's, it's, it's relevant to me, and I hope it'll be relevant to you. And, and again, to go with the context, is um, something from Psalm 23 jumped out at me, and I'm 27 years old, and I grew up in a Christian household, so I've heard Psalm 23 read out multiple times. Uh, in fact, my parents are from Nigeria, and uh, the language they both speak is Yoruba, and so they were trying to teach me and my siblings Yoruba by having us memorize Psalm 23 in Yoruba. So every single night, I repeated this for about, I don't know, I don't know if it was five years, ten years, a long time. So Psalm 23 was, I, I, can't, I knew it. Now I've forgotten it in Yoruba. I can just about do it in English, memorized. Um, but it, to, just to say it was really familiar to me. Yet having read it so many times, I'd never kind of caught this revelation of what I saw that day that jumped out at me. And I realized... I was missing something in my understanding here. I was missing out on some of the fullness of what God wanted for me, for what my relationship with God was to look like, because I, I didn't catch this thing, the right of the psalm. He understood it, but I didn't. So today I want to kind of share with you what I gathered from looking back and studying and finding out about sheep and shepherds and all the insight that can be found in Psalm 23. And uh, I want you by the end of the day to walk away feeling, wow, there's something new I've learned about how God acts or how he feels towards me or a refresher of something you already know that you can apply to your life day by day. And so before I get started, I'm just going to pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for today. Thank you for the truth and the power that is in your word. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you have no rival and no equal. Thank you that you are above all. Lord God, I pray you speak through me today. Lord God, I pray that your word lands in hearts, Lord God, as you intend it to. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, like I said, I'm going to go mainly from Psalm 23. I'll also pick a few verses from John 10. So if you're kind of ambidextrous, you can put your finger in one part and flip the other and have it there ready. And uh, I'll put up on the screen there the title for today. It's not that deep, just be a sheep. <laughs> it rhymes, it's good, yeah. <laughs> it's tweetable too, very short. Uh, now, the, the title for this message kind of came about 
because my wife and I, Ayo, uh, are part of an awesome life group. If you're in my life group and you're in today's ser uh, service, give me a wave. One, yeah, two, three, representing, representing. And um, John, you can join maybe next year, man. <laughs> if you're not in a life group, by the way, get in one, they're awesome. Um, so we were having this discussion time and like, people were saying all these really profound, deep things about what they learned from the Bible. And uh, we were all just sitting there pondering, whoa, that's so, that's so cool, man. And then one of the girls in our group, Crystal, was just like, <clears throat> deep. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, yeah, deep. It's like, oh, okay. Like, when I grew up, if something was really, like, profound or intense or, or tough, you say, oh, man, that's deep. That's deep. With a bit of bass in your voice, deep. And so she kind of, that has stuck in our life group. So anytime something comes up and it's really profound, we'll say, deep. And so that's how this came along. This is why it got into the title. It's not that deep. Just be a sheep. So what I want to say today is if we look through Psalm 23 and about the Lord being a good shepherd, when you look at scenarios and situations when you're supposed to do something, actually your choice is not that complicated. It's not that intense. It's not that deep. Just be a sheep. Just follow after the shepherd. Now some people might think, well, be a sheep. That's, who wants to be a sheep? You know, kind of quiet and fluffy and I want to be a leader. I want to do my own thing, you know. Being a sheep, being a follower is not a bad thing. Now, if you're following after other people, yes, it's, got, you know, it's negative. But when you're following after your creator, the one that loves you, the one that knows everything about you, the one that's got your life planned out for you and has good things in store for you, then being a sheep is a great thing. In fact, being a sheep is the best thing you can be in any situation when you're following after the good shepherd. Now, uh, the Bible speaks a lot about sheep. In fact, you see the metaphor of sheep and shepherds everywhere. And uh, it's like in the New Testament, you've got this like, amazing character called John the Baptist. Really great name. In the Old Testament, you've got the book of Lamentations. Oy. Jesus had some you know, really monumental statements like, on this flock, I will build my church. All right, one last one. Um, well, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is described as having hair like wool. It's a woolly like sheep wool. And uh, I'm going to keep my jokes to bar minimum today. That's it. No more really corny sheep jokes. But, uh, you know, humor helps people remember things, helps them get introduced, breaks the ice. But I don't want to be too distracting. So that's, that's all the sheep jokes done for now. But really, when I say there's so many references to sheep and shepherds in the Bible, did you know that the word sheep and, uh, yeah, sheep, is in the Bible more than 500 times. And the word shepherd or shepherding more than 200 times. And the Hebrew people um, that the Old Testament focuses on, so the people God chose to show his love through and show his glory through throughout the Old Testament, um, for most of their history, they were actually farmers and shepherds. So when someone like King David writes a psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, a lot of people then could relate. They all knew what shepherds did, what shepherds were like. In fact, King David himself, before he became the famous King David, was a, was a humble shepherd. He spent years out in the field tending sheep. So, I know for me, I, couldn't, I didn't really understand this shepherd metaphor, so hence went away and did some digging. So let's read Psalm 23. I'm reading for the ESV. Um, just follow along as I read. It should be pretty much similar. It's only six verses, short and sweet. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Word of God. Good stuff. And uh, I'm just going to talk about the first few verses and pick out four points today. Um, so you really got the title. It's not that deep. Just be a sheep. I'm going through four points today. And uh, so I was talking about before I started studying, because there's something in Psalm 23 that jumped out at me. Did anything jump out at you guys? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay, cool. The thing that jumped out at me was actually the very first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Now, I'd read that over and over and over, but this particular day last year, it really jumped out at me. Because I was thinking, whoa, hold on a minute. The guy writing this psalm is saying, there's nothing I'm in, I'll be in need of. My wants are taken care of. I'll never be in a position where I lack or I'm not going to be provided for because the Lord is my shepherd. And I remember reading that thinking, right now, I don't feel like that. Right now, that's not my reality. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in that confident place where this guy is. The Lord is his shepherd. That's why he feels like that. So what is, the, what is it like to have God as your shepherd? The first point, and if we have it up on the screen there, please, is that a shepherd feeds the sheep. God, our Father, loving Father, gives us Jesus, our shepherd, to feed us. And uh, if we look at the second verse of Psalm 23, it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures and leaves me beside still waters. This is talking about God's provision. Now, here's a, here's a little quiz. I'm going to ask this half of the room one question, this half of the room one question. It's worth five points each. All right, ready? Decide. What do sheep eat? Anybody? Grass. All right, cool. Ten points. Over here. What do sheep drink? Water. On occasion, maybe some grape juice. No, water. Another ten points. So, we see here, David's saying, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes you lie down in green pastures where there's lots of grass. And leads you aside still waters where there's lots of water to drink. He's taking care of the sheep's basic needs. If you look in the Bible, if you look in Luke, oh sorry, it's Matthew, um, talks about the Lord looking after everything you need for what you need to wear, what you need to eat. Don't worry about those things. God's, God's got those things covered. And David didn't have to worry because he understood that God the shepherd would always lead him to places where he could eat, lead him to places where he could drink, look after him. And if you see in his life, he was in some really dire situations where he was uh, in, out in barren places, yet he survived and the Lord provided every single thing he needed. Church, do you understand that God, our good shepherd, wants to provide every single thing that you need? The question is, are you going to let him? Are you going to be a sheep and allow him to provide for you? And it's not just the physical provision. It's not just the money and the clothes and the food and the drink. It's also things internally, spiritually, rest, peace, understanding. God wants to give those things to you today. Did you know that? God is so excited. He wants to feed you. And I was talking about it's been a, a tough season. We just moved house this week. Um, I changed jobs at the beginning of next month, so I've been sorting that out. Um, was that safeguarding, training all of yesterday morning and preparing for this sermon? So it's been busy. And, uh, you know, going up to this time, I was really, I was actually quite stressed. I was actually quite worried. 
And one thing that I like to try and do sometimes in the morning with my kind of devotion time is every now and then I try and go outside to pray and uh, take a little walk. And so I was out quite recently and I was walking around and uh, where we used to live up in Bell Green, you walk about five minutes across the road and you get to some fields. And so it was about 6 a.m. in the morning. Any early risers in the room? Yeah, you know, you know what 6 a.m. looks like. Other people, nah, if it's not before 7.30, they're not up. It was 6 a.m., so I kind of had my little high-vis jacket on because it was quite dark. I put my jogging shorts. I was thought about jogging, I kind of just walked. But I went out, and I went out into this field, and I was just pouring my heart out to God. You know, I thought I wanted to pray, like, properly, you know, with some kind of formula and stuff. And, but to be honest, I was just pouring out my heart to God. I was complaining a little bit, but I was being honest. And that's good. Prayer can just be you communicating and pouring your heart to God. So I was telling God, man, I've got to sort this out. I need to do this by this day. I need to send that, that place. God, just help me out. There's all these things going on in my head. So I'm just walking, walking, saying these things out. And it rained the night before, so it was all kind of really wet. And I was walking along. And I, and I got to a little spot where you can see a bit of a river. It's called the River So, just there. And I felt the Lord say, Tolu, sit down. I was like, the grass is, the grass is wet. It rained yesterday. Sit down. I'm in my jogging shorts. That means I'm going to get wet. Uh, maybe it wasn't God, you know, it's just a thought in my mind, it could be anything. So I kind of kept walking, kept praying just around that spot, and I thought I heard again, Tolu, sit down. So okay, oh, okay, now that's twice. It's probably God. I shouldn't ignore this. But I don't want to kind of sit down in the grass at 6 a.m. in the morning, it's quite dark, and someone walk along and trip over me or get really scared that I'm just sat there still in the grass. So, well, okay, well, look, if, if it's God, you know, worst case scenario, it's not, and I'm just sitting down on the grass, a bit wet, looking silly. If it's God, maybe he wants to do something here. So I thought, all right. Uh, okay, God, it's wet. I'm not going to sit, but I'm, I'm going to squat down, because that, that's like halfway, right? So I'm, I'm down. Do any of you guys, you know, relate to the fact that half obedience is still disobedience? Yeah. It, it, you, any parents out there, you know, when the child does half of it, it's not, not full of being so, okay, I'm down here squatting, right, God, okay, cool, I give in, I'm going to sit down. So here I am, 6 a.m. in the morning, now bottom on the wet grass, getting wet, soaking up, yeah, sat there. I said, okay, God, uh, I've, I've done what you asked, I sat down, what now? I felt the Lord say, look around. So um, I just kind of started looking around, and I noticed trees, I noticed the grass, I could hear the river going by, I noticed, you know, tall grass over there and, and the skyline. And it's like, wow, nature is really beautiful, you know. God, God, our creator, really did some good work out here. And uh, slowly, everything that was churning in my mind just began to kind of die down. It's really peaceful. And it's like, it, 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 it kind of, it was a shock to me. It's like, oh, it's really quiet. I feel really peaceful. Thank you, God. Thank you that you, you made me sit down. And I just started thanking for everything I could see and the peace that I was feeling. And then I, I realized, hmm, I'm sat in a green pasture. And that's the river down there. That's, that's kind of, that's peaceful water. All right? that's, oh, cool, that kind of sounds like Psalm 23. Wow. And so I was really encouraged to see that it's not just literal things. For me, like, it was kind of literal and metaphorically, God made me sit down somewhere to make me rest and be at peace so he could refresh my soul, like the psalm said. So I share that with you guys to say, God is very practical. God wants to be involved in everyday life. God wants you to be at peace. I think Jack shared it quickly this morning. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we are so busy trying to rush around, 
take care of ourselves, we'll take care of things. And God is just saying, be still. Let me feed you. Let me feed your soul. Let me take care of your needs. Follow me. So I, the good shepherd, can do that. Thank you, Jack. He says, I'm preaching good. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to do a little practice, a bit of, of call and response. All right, so if you could meet a team, click up. So that's my, the title for today is not that deep. Be a sheep. When you find yourself stressed out with a big decision to make or lots to do and, you, and, you're, and you're stressing or you want to make a decision, I want to tell you what you need to do is not that deep. It's not that deep. What do you do? You just be a sheep. There you go. You guys have got it. Excellent. It's not that deep. Just be a sheep. Stop trying to be so self-reliant. Stop trying to take care of everything. Allow God to be the good shepherd that he is. One other thing I found out that God does, and next slide please, is that a good shepherd leads. He leads people. Now, when I was first looking into this, I came in with a thought and an image of what shepherds are like. I thought of, you got a guy in like a, like a, a, a raincoat and maybe like a gilet or one of those sleeveless puffer jacket things that keep farmers warm. Wellington boots, maybe he's on a quad bike and he's got a sheep dog and there's all the sheep over there. So he's like, mm -hmm, trying to chase the sheep into the pen and then you're rah, rah, dog barking and rah, rah, all the sheep going into the pen. That's what I had in my head, right? So then I went back and I did some research and I saw a really cool documentary and kind of Middle Eastern shepherds did things completely differently. Rather than being behind the sheep, driving them somewhere, they were either in the middle amongst the flock or they were out in front leading the flock. They didn't have to drive them anywhere. The sheep followed them. And here's the reason why. The, the, the shepherds used to eat amongst the sheep. They had their sandwiches and the sheep would be having, were eating the grass. They used to walk with them. They'd sing while they were walking so the sheep would hear their voice often and know what the shepherd sounded like. Did you know that these shepherds could tell every sheep apart by looking at them. Have you ever tried to tell two sheep apart? It's not easy. <laughs> I have no clue. Now that people use markers and tags and maybe they spray paint a number on their side. These, these shepherds knew the sheep so intimately. And so when a shepherd would call out the sheep from one part, she would know which shepherd was calling them and they'd go that way. And the other sheep would know which shepherd is calling them and go that way. They knew the voice of the shepherd and the shepherd knew the sheep. Now when David talks about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, he's using this imagery that the Lord knows me. He knows my voice. He knows what I look like. He knows my situation. And I've had time to be around him and hear his voice and know how to follow him. If you turn with me, please, to John uh, chapter 10. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Verse 15, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Not only does he intimately know them, he is ready to lay, in fact, he did at the cross, lay down his life for the sheep that he cared about to save them from sin and save them from death. And if we jump across to verse 27, verse 27 of John chapter 10, Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch me, no one can snatch them, sorry, out of my hand. Hallelujah. What encouragement that God knows us 
and says that we as his sheep will know his voice. And no one can snatch his sheep out of his hand. And Paul Stringer actually came up to me today. He's playing the drums. And they said, I want to share something. Would you be able to share this with the people? I feel the Lord has put this on my heart. And I agree. I think it is a word from the Lord. And he's saying, the devil often tries to remind you of everything that you're bad at. Tries to remind you of everything that you can't do. But the Lord knows you. And you are to learn to know his voice. So when someone is trying to put you down or the devil is trying to whisper things in your ear, ignore that voice. Take every thought captured to Christ and hear what God is saying about you. Hear the good things God is saying about you, that he loves you, that he's pleased with you, that he died for you, that he cares for you, that he's giving you gifts and talents and all kinds of different things unique about you. Know the Lord's voice and don't listen to anybody else's. Please, I beg of you, follow the Lord. He knows you and he loves you. Let's look at uh, Psalm 23. We'll jump back there. And we look at verse 3, please, of Psalm 23. It says, The Lord restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Once we hear the Lord's voice and we know it, we're able to follow him. We're able to go where he's leading us. He doesn't just lead us in, in, in any kind of manner or any kind of way. He leads us in paths of righteousness. Now, righteousness you can translate as being in right standing with the Lord, being in a position where everything between you and him is good. You're doing something he agrees with. He's never going to lead you into sin. He's never going to lead you into something dodgy. He's always leading you in paths of righteousness. And um, you can be so confident, guys. I want to remind you, you can be so confident in the Lord when you're following after him, no matter what else comes your way. If you've heard his voice and you're following, be confident. Keep going along that path of righteousness. And uh, again, as an everyday practical example, my wife Ayo gave me permission to share, to share a short story. Happened to her very recently, actually. And um, she uh, was watching a particular TV drama. Now, it's quite light compared to some other stuff on TV, but she had a conviction that it's not the kind of thing that Jesus would sit down and watch with her. You know, it's kind of, it just didn't have that conviction. It was okay. But, you know, it was a really good drama, and she was really struggling to stop watching it. Anyone else can, re- can, can relate? So things are really good, they're hard to put down, even though you know it's maybe it's not the best. And so she said she was driving home from work one day, and uh, she saw uh, like some people walking their dog and stopping to pet their dog. And uh, my wife and I, we're not really dog people, so I hope I don't offend anyone with this, but she, she kind of said, man, that is an ugly dog. Like, why would anyone have that particular breed of dog a, a, as a pet? And... Uh, she came back and she shared this with me, and she said, you know what, at that moment, I was thinking, oh, what an ugly dog. Like, when did that kind of dog for a pet become normal? She felt God say to her a particular phrase, and I don't remember exactly, but it was along the lines of, what is once ugly will become normal the more often you see it. The more often you see it. The more often you see it. And she shared that with me, and I thought, okay, why is that so significant? She said, no, I believe God is speaking to me about that show. There's things in that show that as much as they're not you know, really bad, they're ugly to God. They're sinful. Yeah. And the more I see it, the more I see it, the more I see it, it become normal. God doesn't want that to become normal for me. Yeah. He wants it to be very clear what his standard is and how he wants us to live. And so for her, that was like a good you know, kind of stake in the ground, right, not watching that show anymore. And I, I want to encourage you, God wants to lead you along paths of righteousness, guys. He wants to make your way straight. He wants to lead you in a path that will grow you and make your life better and make your life aligned to what he wants you to do and take you to where he wants you to be. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. 
but it's going to be the best that God has for you in the very end. So, when you feel you've got a decision to make or a choice to make, you need to go somewhere, you need to do something, or you feel the Lord tugging on your heart, if we put our little catchphrase up on the screen, please. It's not that deep. Just be a sheep. Follow what God is telling you to do. Whether it's sit down in some grass or change a TV show, just follow what God is asking you to do. Why? Because he's the good shepherd who knows you, who loves you, and wants what's best for you, church. All right, third thing I learned. A good shepherd shields the sheep. Now, David wrote this psalm, and uh, does anyone know the story of David and Goliath? It's very, very famous. Most people here have heard it. And so before that happened, David was his shepherd boy, and uh, he'd had some experiences as a shepherd. So when he goes to fight Goliath, and he's talking to the King Saul, King Saul says, are you sure you want to go out and fight this nine-foot giant that's been you know, killing people his whole life? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. So like, why? What, you know, what, what basis do you base your confidence on? He's like, well, I've been a shepherd since I grew up, and uh, there's been times where bears have come to attack my sheep, and I've had to wrestle it down and kill it. There's been times where lions have come and attack, tried to attack my sheep. I've had to wrestle that and kill that. And David was used to, as a shepherd, having to protect his sheep. And God does the very same with us. Did you know that? He fights on our behalf. And uh, if we look at Psalm 23, verse 4, we hear this, and this is a very famous part of the, of the verse, of the chapter. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, the rod um, for Middle Eastern shepherds was a kind of, literally a rod, like a stick, right? And it was used partially for disciplining sheep, but it's also used for protection and for fighting away beasts. So you might have a wolf coming along, and I can just imagine King David with the rod just going, kind of with a rod, there for protection. And he also had the staff, which was there for guidance. We could kind of hook a sheep and kind of guide them back along the path. And David is using this imagery that he understands of a shepherd to say, when he's going through a life-threatening time, when he's going through somewhere where it says here, the valley of the shadow of death, like death is hanging over him. He's not afraid because he knows he's walking in the path his shepherd set before him and his shepherd is with him with his tools of guidance and his tools of protection alongside. Guys, this was such an encouragement for me at that time when it can feel like the world's closing in on you, but when you are following after God and he's leading you down that path, you can be confident that he's there to protect you. He's gonna have your back. Now, if you've decided that God has said one thing and you're going to go off and do something sinful or something else, I can't guarantee that God's going to protect you in that. But if God is talking about, if you're talking about God saying go this way and you're following hard after God, God has got your back, church. And we have experienced that as a couple. We've seen God come through for us, rescue us from attack. And it's not always been easy. It's been things we've had to fight through and pray through, but God has had our back. And I'm sure there's other people in this room that can testify and say, yeah, that's been my experience as well. You can be confident of God's protection. Now, Jesus does something really cool. He gives us a comparison in John chapter 10. So if we jump back over there, John chapter 10, we're going to read verse 12 first. Verse 12 first. John chapter 10. There we go. Looking at verse 12. And it says this. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then a wolf attacks and a flock are scattered. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. 
Jesus has given us a good comparison. He's saying someone who's hired, who's this dead job to look after the sheep, they're not going to put their life on the line to protect the sheep. But he's the good shepherd. Just go up one verse. Go up to verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, lays down his life for the sheep. Wow. He's ready to get in the fiery line. And like I said before, he already went to the cross and died on our behalf to protect us. Now, many of you guys in the room will be parents. And I'm sure if someone came to attack one of your children, of course you'd jump in the way. Of course you wouldn't think about your own safety. Why? Because your children are precious to you. God is saying the exact same thing about you and me. We are precious to him as his sheep. He wants to jump in the way. He wants to protect us. He wants to fight on our behalf. And again, church, I ask you, let God fight on your behalf. Trust him to be your shield and your protection. Now, the way God leads us, he doesn't just kind of protect us and, and, and leave us to our own devices. He gives us tools. And it's very tempting when someone insults you or something goes bad to try and rely on yourself and fix things yourself or fight things yourself. But Jesus says we're to fight, number one, by prayer. And man, again, my wife and I have really learned that prayer works, guys. I went through a period where I didn't really believe it, but man, prayer works. Situations that look impossible can change around. Again, go around this church. There are people who have been delivered from diseases. People who have been healed miraculously. Lives that have been changed. And again, I've seen it in our own lives and our own family. Uh, miraculous provision. We've, we've had to pray and push through and stand on the word of God, guys. I encourage you, when you're going through a tough time, stand on the word of God. Speak out the promises that God has given to us, his sheep. Speak out the word. Speak it out. Pray the word of God. And then also, the other thing God has given us to fight for fight with, sorry, is authority. He's filled us with his Holy Spirit. If you look at Jesus sending out his disciples, he says, go out there and speak to these things. Cast out demons in my name. You do it. You have authority. I've given it to you. Go out and do it. Guys, do you know you have authority? As sheep following the good shepherd, you have authority to change things. That's why prayer is powerful. That's why what you say and what you speak out is powerful. So you see, being a sheep is not a weak thing. When you're following after the good shepherd, man, he empowers you to live powerfully. So the good shepherd shields. So when you're in a situation, a scenario where you're tempted to fight by yourself, maybe fight with words or with your fists or your hands, or to try and look to someone else or something else to protect you, we put the catchphrase up, it's not that deep, guys. Just be a sheep. Follow after God and do things how he says to do things. Allow him to shield and protect you. I'm going to ask uh, Tamsin to come up as I go to my last point. You put it up on the screen, please. The good shepherd finds lost sheep. And, and I love this point because um, I don't know about you, but I was once a lost sheep. I was once someone who was wandering kind of without purpose, you know, without just not knowing who I was and not being loved and not knowing what was going to happen after I died. But God came out and found me. And I don't have time to read the whole scripture today, but Luke 15 talks about, uh, Jesus gives the story of a shepherd who leaves 99 sheep behind to go out and chase after one, to go out and find them wherever they are, pick them up, carry the sheep on his shoulders back to the flock. And then he goes and calls all his friends and he throws a huge celebration. Why? Because one sheep that was lost has now been found. And he, said, he uses this as a metaphor. Someone who, who's a sinner, someone who's not following after God, 
when they turn and repent and are found by God and are rescued, there's a huge party in heaven. You know, heaven is excited about the 99 sheep that are here that are safe, that are going to heaven. But they're even more excited about the one person over here that was lost and is now found. And you can clap if you feel so. And, you know, sheep get lost, you know, in different scenarios, right? Some sheep can, can be kind of absent-minded, you know. Maybe they haven't prayed in a little while. They haven't gone to church in a little while. And things have kind of just slipped and, and kind of just they've gotten lost. You know, some sheep have never felt like they've ever been found. Some sheep, an animal attack, so maybe there's a disaster in their life or some kind of tragedy, and they feel like they're just scattered and their connection with God is cut, and they get lost. And then there's other sheep who can decide, yeah, the shepherd is going that way, but I'm done with that. I don't want to go that way. I want to do my own thing. I want to go away. I want to do what I like. And before they know where they find themselves lost. And, you know, it could be they're lost out there with no sense of purpose or significance or, or acceptance or even security. And I don't know if that applies to anyone in the room today that you feel like you're a lost sheep. I want to tell you God loves you. God cares about you. He knows your situation and he wants to come and rescue you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you where he can feed you, he can lead you, he can shield you. And anytime you get lost, he can come and find you again and keep you close. That's what he wants. And you, you might feel like a lost sheep today because you're not a Christian at all. You know, you've, you, you've never kind of done this Jesus thing or God thing or maybe you feel like you slipped away in a different way. I want to kind of pray with you guys. Look, Jesus went away and he died on a cross and he gave his life up. And then he was resurrected from the dead so that you and I could be put in right relationship with God. That he could walk with us every day through the valley of shadow of death that we face. That he could feed us and lead us and protect us. And he wants to do that. And so in a moment, uh, in fact, now I'd ask you guys to bow your heads. If the worship team, you can come up and get ready. And if you feel like a lost sheep, that God needs to come and rescue Maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time, it doesn't matter. Uh, while I'm asking everyone to be quiet and respectful, and maybe close their eyes to give people some privacy, if you feel like that applies to you, I'd like you to just raise your hand, please. And I want to include you in this prayer that I pray. Just give a moment for that. If anyone wants to put their hand up. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, awesome. You can put your hands down. So I'm going to pray a prayer, and anyone who feels that this applies to them, feel free to repeat it. You don't have to, but I want to try and give you some words to, to help you express maybe what's going on in your heart. Dear Jesus, please come and be my shepherd. I want you to feed me, lead me, shield me, and protect me. Come and find me, Lord, because sometimes I feel so lost. I turn my back on wrong things. I ask you to come and empower me to live a new life in you, to be the sheep that you want me to be. I ask your forgiveness for any wrong things that I've done. Come and bring peace in my heart and my mind and my body. Amen.